2: Welcome to StageCraft, Variety's theatre podcast, your backstage pass to revealing conversations with stars, creators, and industry leaders—on Broadway, off-Broadway, and beyond. I'm Gordon Cox. On this episode of StageCraft, I'm talking to the director-choreographer Justin Peck and the playwright Jackie Sibley's drury about the new project that brings them together. That's Illinois, a dance musical inspired by, and using the music of, the 2005 Sufjan Stevens album Illinois. Peck is the resident choreographer at New York City Ballet, and theater fans will know his work from the 2018 Broadway revival of Carousel, from films like Steven Spielberg's 21 version of West Side Story and Bradley Cooper's Maestro, and the recent off-Broadway musical adaptation of Buena Vista Social Club. Jackie Sibley's Drury, meanwhile, is the Pulitzer Prize-winning playwright of Fairview and we are proud to present, among other plays. Their genre-defying new collaboration, Illinois' Is currently playing at Chicago Shakespeare Theater and will have a run at Park Avenue Armory in March. Now Peck and Drury are in the virtual studio with me to tell me about creating stories from songs, telling them through movement, and in what way is this very non-traditional musical is kind of like a chorus line. Hello, Justin and Jackie. Thanks for joining
3: me. Thanks for having us.
2: Yeah. So. In Illinois, you're telling an original story through songs and dance, but it's not quite musical theater in a traditional sense. It sort of sprawls across performance genres, it seems to me, of music and theater and dance and kind of concert performance kind of in a way. Was that always the vision for this piece, or is that a form that kind of evolved as you uh, got into the storytelling of it?
3: Um, I think we had some initial conversations about, like, is there going to be text in this? Uh, Mm -hmm. What is what's the structure of this, uh, of, of this show going to be like. And, and we, we definitely went through, uh, a a few different options of what it could be. And I think very early on, uh, through some experimenting in the studio, we realized that this show really lives in a space of the music of the, of the experience of this album Mm -hmm. and also in how, it's sort of brought to life through gesture and movement and, um, and, and staging and acting. Um, but in a way that feels a little more, uh, akin to like, uh, watching a silent film really. (laughs) So that's the feel of the show. I mean, I, I think like the show itself has all the elements of a musical in it, right? It has music, it has lyrics, it has, um, design, um, definitely storytelling. That's a big part of this. Um, right. but it's not presented in the most like conventional, like this is a musical way. Hmm. Um, and I think it pulls from the inspiration that I have and that we have for, um, for the kind of outlier musicals that have influenced, um, for me, at least like throughout my childhood that I got to see and then growing up uh, and moving to New York as like a young person and getting to just like continue my education and like what a musical can be. And I think it can be a lot of different things. I think the form holds a lot. And part of the ambition here is to continue to stretch what that is. Mm
2: And Jackie, was this a surprise to you, the way it sort of evolved to uh, include fewer words than you might have expected going into it? What um, what interested you about exploring storytelling in this way?
0: I guess, um, yeah, as we were talking about whether or not to add a lot of dialogue or text to the piece, I, I started to feel really strongly that I didn't need it. I think that there's something that's so exciting about... Um, the choreography that Justin has created that allows us to really connect empathetically in a really deep way, a deep emotional way with the characters. And so it's, I feel like they're describing what they're experiencing so clearly that words would actually be confusing. And so um, I think that I'm a playwright, but my performance background, like I'm a, uh, I'm a experimental playwright. So I think about performance a lot in my work. And so Um, It was exciting to get to, I don't know, play with a different kind of form than one that I'm used to being able to play around with. So it's been really exciting.
3: Yeah.
0: And tell me about the
2: origins of the piece. Where did the idea come from and how did you both uh, get involved?
3: Um, Well, this is uh, sort of a full circle project for me, at least. I mean, it's something that I I first fell in love with the album when I was like 17 years old. Mm. And I remember this was before I uh, began making dances even. And I just, I heard this and I was so moved by its, uh, its range and the storytelling that runs through it. And also just like it, how it's sort of genre bending or genre uh, defying Mm -hmm. uh, in a lot of ways. So, um, and I just continued to listen to it sort of on repeat for, the last like 18 years. <laughs> and uh, eventually I started to work with Sufjan Stevens, um, in a, I consider him to be one of my most important and closest collaborators. So we've done like six or seven, uh, mostly dance focused projects where he's composed music for those. Um, and we've built the friendship over the years. And so I, for me, I re- I think it dates back to like 2014, when I started to plant the seed with Sufyan, Like, is there something in this? Could this be turned into a show or some kind of like stage musical? And I feel like he sort of deflected for a while. And then I just uh, I was pretty relentless with it. And I think uh, I finally like sort of wore him down to a point where he was like, all right, if you want to do something with it, Take it. You have my blessing. Um, it's for Sufian. Um, he talks about this music being sort of a, a lifetime ago, um, so his interest doesn't lie in going back and revisiting this music. He's a very forward-moving, forward-thinking artist, so he's always searching for what's next. Um, but he did offer his support, and he he was very um, involved with like the music arrangement and and putting together the music team for this to uh to extend it forward um so yeah i guess like a a few years ago I, i started to get more serious about what this could be and i did a couple very early on workshop sessions just in the studio with a small group of uh of dance artists and and we started to just kind of find like what the language of the show is and um and I, and I think the whole show started from a place of wanting to like honor this music, to honor this album and the experience of this album. Um, but there was a second question that came into play, which is, um, is there a, a theatrical kind of narrative through line to find within all this this? Um, there, is there a kind of like satisfying dramatic arc that we can create that an audience can get sucked into and and connect with and feel things through so and that's once we we opened up this project to that question that's really when jackie came into the mix and so we started to work together on shaping all that and like exploring uh how we could create that i guess like this sense of order um for the show and and without 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 Losing any of the music, I think one of our parameters was like we, we we wanted to use all of the music that runs through this album, and and we're even giving uh, in this most recent version some like extended uh, interludes and things like that that help us connect the storyline. So um, so it's been a kind of a cool like puzzle of a process for us, and I don't know if
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. And Jackie, what what appealed to you about the idea? Was there a story there? To be found, like what was your impression of the idea, and what what was the work of sort of excavating what uh, what stories there were to be told?
0: Yeah, it's like I um, I, I had this album on CD. I like bought it at the time, and um, so I was uh, really intrigued by the idea of trying to work with it, but also like by myself couldn't imagine turning it into like a jukebox musical. I like didn't understand what that would be, and so um as justin said he sort of did this primer like first workshop which like from um my understanding, it's like it's like almost you need bodies to do a first draft of a dance piece and so it was like putting um that like first pass through is where he discovered the idea of a group of hikers telling stories around a campfire and to me that just that sort of i'm imagining that kind of hushed Sense of space worked with Soufiane's voice so well, and like was the starting for for me to understand exactly how that we could even think about turning that into a narrative piece. And right now, it's just been—I um I mean, the the play, or I don't know what to call it—the performance, the piece, the musical. I like calling
3: it a play too. <laughs> I keep yeah. on
0: calling it a play, <laughs> yeah. but it's 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 amazing, and it, it feels like this process has been. Um, really um, beautiful, both for myself personally, and also just for all of the people that have collaborated to make it. And it feels like this, it's been a lot of conversations and a lot of back and forth and a lot of watching and describing work to each other, um, both between us and also the dancers, the musicians, the designers. And um, so it, it it almost feels like it, like a group intuitive, organic process, which has been really great. Right And so Justin, when
2: how did you discover the 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 central focus of the or the central the sort of organizing structure of the show is these hikers sitting around a campfire telling stories? Say more about how how you discovered that in the process of being in the room with dancers?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think that's just an idea that came from uh, like studying up a little bit or researching like what goes into campfire storytelling. Right. And, and I, I, I think of the show as as honoring like the earliest forms of theater, which is really like, you know, humanity gathering around this like central light and heat source and, uh, seeking out nourishment. And, and then all of a sudden they're there together and they start to entertain one another and, and share stories. Um, so that, and it's, it's this kind of like, especially because there's no spoken words in the show, I find it to be this, uh ubiquitous experience that almost everyone has had where whether it's like out in the woods or on a hike or in someone's backyard or on the beach with a bonfire like we've all gathered around uh a fire pit or a a campfire and there's something about the magic of the heat and the light as it hits our faces and as we look across at one another that just sets the tone for um for sharing stories and that all blended so uh, seamlessly with Sufyan's music and like the aesthetic of this album and the, um, the various stories that get shared. And I think like for me, you know, since this is like a stagecraft podcast, I think for me, a big reference point that helps me find more confidence in this idea is a chorus line, right? So a chorus mm-hmm. line is a show uh, that always returns to the line, right? So it's it's about this group of of humans, in this case, uh, dancers auditioning for for this show. And we're one by one, we're kind of getting their stories and they come forward and they share. Some of them are short, you know, single songs. Some of them are a little bit more extensive, and some of them build and build and build, and the relationships form. And somewhere in the background of all that is um, is like a more substantial, extensive storyline that that eventually unfolds. And I think there's a parallel to that structure. I'll say um, with the show we're doing here, where um, it's a it's a big part of the show is like establishing the the ceremony of this campfire, um, establishing who these characters are, and then starting to. Um, slowly um, and in in shorter ways, one by one, hear the stories from these characters until um, we delve into uh, this this fuller narrative arc that's um, guided by our central protagonist of the show. I'll have more with Justin and Jackie right after the break.
1: America.
2: Welcome back to my conversation with Justin Peck and Jackie Sibley's Drury, two of the creators of the new dance musical Illinois. These characters—they have names. They have very specific sets. Of, like, what can you tell me more about? Kind of figuring out first of all, even how many people there were in the show and who they were and where they come from <laughs> and like, what was what was that process, Jackie? What how how did you help navigate that?
0: I mean, I. Honestly, I don't feel like I did, but well, actually, <laughs> I guess we um, Justin had al- like had always sort of put together this longer na- narrative arc around this protagonist. Um, we've named him Henry. The um, it's in, in a way like we just had to. You have to like name the characters to give them. Grounding in soul. And if we went through a bunch of different kinds of names and eventually just settled on It's like a little bit cute, but like different county names in Illinois. Cause it, um, just oh. To, so just to like, you, you have to like limit your choices somehow. <laughs> Otherwise, like, it's like, what about the name Beowulf? And you're like, that's terrible. <laughs> but, um, and so Henry was our protagonist, and there's sort of a um, uh, a bunch of the songs on the album that are um, particularly um, emotional sort of end up creating his arc. And out, outside of that, you have these other songs where the lyrics are really complex and they're like asking questions about um, America and America, like American history and um, national identity and like Midwestern nostalgia and... And so it was sort of like trying to allow those lyrics to inspire a narrative, but not trying not to illustrate those lyrics as a way of telling the story of the song. And so it was sort of this like delicate back and forth of figuring out how to construct a character that would be grappling with something that is also um, talked about in the song.
2: Were there there songs that were particularly challenging or songs that actually came very easily in terms of suggesting the characters that, uh, end up delivering them?
0: I think that the most difficult song is in some ways also like one of the most successful numbers in the show. It's this, um, song about a town called Jacksonville and, um, it's a really complicated, um, song, like in, in, um, sort of academic, um, questions that the song is asking and trying to figure out how to turn that into a narrative that an audience would understand was, I think that was the thing that took the most drafts. Mm. Um, Whereas a song like John Wayne Gacy is a really dark song, but the story of it is very clear. Um, And so um, it's hard to hear, but it's clear what has to be done in a way. And so I, I feel like, yeah.
2: You just said the word drafts. What does a draft look like for a piece like this? I mean, there's how much is it words on paper, and how much of it is like you both with performers in a room trying something out. Is that considered a draft? Can can you tell me a little more about how that the evolution of the piece as
3: it went along? I think there's there was there's a lot more time actually spent on the drafting outside of the studio. Hmm. then uh then we're the tra-
2: choreography sorry to drafting choreography uh, or, drafting dra- story just, or what just
3: drafting story yeah. really yeah. just um like spending the last like we we did our first iteration of the show up at the bard fisher center right. and since then we've been kind of continuously work like working to revise and tweak and um and evolve the the story and it i think the the biggest breakthroughs would always come Jackie and I would kind of like meet once a week, and we would just like not plan anything, and we would just talk about whatever part of the story or whatever kind of popped into our brains. And I always felt like we learned something or gained or like took a step forward from each one of those meetings. It was really helpful for the process, and um, and so that is a longer. Uh, process And a part of that has to just do with like the economics of it all, because like, <laughs> just to like have, you know, 16 cast members in the room, it's like, that's always going to be limited, right? It's like, you're going to, we're going to get three weeks or whatever to rehearse with that many people. um And so we try and do as much preparation, you know, work ahead of that so that when we have that time, we can maximize the, um, the productivity in the studio with them. And, um, and so that's kind of, I guess, like, in a nutshell, the, the, the process of this. Yeah.
2: Once you got the performers in the studio and you started to work with them, were there uh, ways that moments evolved that surprised you in particular ways as, as you uh, started to see these stories on the bodies?
3: Yeah, I think I would say that the it's it's very unique in how we've put the cast together for this because it's not like a typical like oh let's just go out and do an audition and in a couple of days we'll just have a cast. Everyone involved in this project is is very um, purposefully hand selected. Um, either they've I've worked with them in depth in the past, um, some of them for like over a decade, um, or I've. I've been watching them perform for years and there's a, a chance to bring them into this world and I think it's about like assembling not only a room full of um, extraordinary talent but also just a room of humans that um, that can that really connect so there was a lot of thought put into like who, um, who who's who should be a part of this and I think what we're finding is that the cast really, takes ownership in the roles that are being shaped and there's a lot of um they bring a lot of themselves to uh to what these roles are and um and they they, they also come to the room with good ideas about like how they can influence the narrative and how they can influence the movement and um and in any you know little theatrical gesture that they can kind of like plant in there so um so it's been a very unique and beautiful process that has just come from, um, from many, many, many hours of working at our craft and getting to like collaborate on other projects together and be fans of one another. And so that's kind of like the energy in the room. And, and I feel like, um, it's interesting cause we, we obviously we're making changes now the last couple of weeks. And also, uh, we had our first preview out here in Chicago at Chicago Shakespeare Theater on mm-hmm. Sunday, so yeah. two days ago. <laughs> and we're putting in changes today, As um, soon as we get off this interview, <laughs> we'll run down. <laughs> and and I, I guess I share that because like any little change um, has to be a conversation in depth with the cast and the, the, the particular roles that those changes affect. Because It's again, it's like a bit of a puzzle of a show to figure out. So, if you move one thing, it alters maybe like a character dynamic or a character arc somewhere else. And so, it's like kind of like the butterfly effect in that way. So, it's we have to be very conscientious of all that, too.
2: We haven't talked yet about the movement vocabulary of the piece. How would you describe it? Is it a Justin, I know you do a lot of ballet work, but uh, is, like, is there is, is are there balletic elements? Are there is it modern? Like, t- tell us more about kind yeah, of. Yeah, I mean,
3: like. I I guess most people know me uh, as like the resident choreographer of New York City Ballet, mm-hmm. and I get to do a lot of work there, um, which I'm really lucky to do. Um, but my my history as a dancer and as a student of dance and a student of theater, it all really starts with for me. it's really started with theater um so that was those were the earliest influences for me so you know shows like bringing the noise bringing the funk like that was really the show that i was like oh my god like the the movement expression in this is just so uh incredible and profound and i saw it when i was like nine years old and that's what turned me to dance in the first place and then seeing shows you know like uh, moving out or even like some of the more well-known ones, like a chorus line and, uh, and West side story, let's say like even the film of West side story, uh, as a kid, those were like really the big influences for me. And I always loved theater. And I, the last, um, stop on the kind of dance education train for me was ballet because I resisted it for so long. Um, but I grew to love it. Uh, once I, once I found my way towards it, And, um, and so that's sort of like how I've, um, how I've passed through and into like the New York City Ballet Institution. But I guess what I, I share all that just to say that I feel like this show is, is um, this unique amalgamation of so many influences um, on me over my entire lifetime. Um, It has everything from you know, uh, theater dancing, to modern dance, to break dancing, to tap dance, to um, to uh, even like a little bit of like that balletic backbone that runs through it. And my goal is really to try and um, present a movement language that is unique to my own signature as a choreographer, as like a dance maker, um, and also something that's unique for this show in particular. Um, in the same way that if, you know, you look at like a Fosse show and you're like, oh, I know that that's, uh, that's Bob Fosse because he's sort of like honed what his signature is um, with, with his movement, his, his, the the musicals that he created. So um, that's part of the ambition here. And, and also like it comes into play because the, the storytelling and the aesthetic of the show really demands for it. So, um, so it's been a, really great opportunity to get to explore that and to take a big swing at what that could be.
2: Yeah. And Jackie, did you have any background in dance before you came into this? Have you ever danced?
0: I uh, have danced at parties, <laughs> but um, I, I don't, I never took dance classes or anything like that as a kid, but I've, I've consumed a lot mm. of dance and I've um, weirdly worked on even um or I haven't uh, ever worked on a musical before this one, but I've worked with choreographers in my plays multiple times. And okay, um, okay. there's something about, um, I hadn't, uh, I've been hearing the term "bunhead" being thrown around the <laughs> rehearsal room. So I didn't realize that that was like a term outside of that TV mm-hmm. show, but <laughs> I guess, um
3: yeah. I keep telling Jackie she's a bunhead <laughs> because she's like she'll just come in and be like, "Oh, I saw Batsheva last night." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> you just love I yeah, there's there's a, there's a real love of dancing, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Have you discovered I, about anything about dance as an art form working on this and how you how it might continue to uh, develop in your own work or be a part of your own work?
0: I mean, I don't have the ability to be physically articulate or mm-hmm. to describe um, movement and gesture in that specific way, but it's something that it, it like makes the case for live performance in a way that I don't know that um, playwriting can. And so it's something it like that that's, um, so it's something that I'm continu continuously inspired by. And like the show, um, it really sort of, for me, pushes the boundaries of like, what is, possible storytelling wise. Um, And so I get excited about thinking about other ways to like collaborate on different kinds of stories, but um, it's Mm -hmm. been a really cool process.
2: Yeah. I was just going to ask if that, if your experience will resonate, do you think in your future work as you're figuring stuff out? And it sounds like it will.
0: Yeah, I hope so. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's been really, um, an inspiring process to be p- a part of. I think I probably already said that, but it's, yeah. it's true. And, um, both in, in seeing how Justin is working with all of the, the people that are in the room. And also like, as you said, like how in control of their characters, each individual performer is like it, um, it feels to me, um, that like everyone is able to both have, um, An eye towards incredibly small and specific moments and also towards the overall production in a way that like I think that um, coming from like a straight theater background, it's really hard to ask actors to both be inside of a scene and also thinking about the larger arc. And I don't know how or why. Um, these performers are able to go back and forth in that way. It feels sort of almost more akin to movie acting, where like you're a producer and a performer at the same time. Like you're able to be inside and outside of the process, and um, it's it's been really, um, yeah, inspiring.
1: Uh,
2: the show is in Chicago right now. It will come to the Park Avenue Armory in Manhattan uh, in March. And how do you how do you think about a piece like this living on after? After this initial sort of premiere group of runs, it's different from like Jackie writes a play script and then it gets done. You know, in, in, into the future, it is a thing—a thing that exists solidly and uh, can get done into the future. How does something like this live on for you? Do you think?
3: That's a good question. I think we're we haven't f- quite figured that out yet. I think the piece, as it's forming and as it continues to be performed, it'll tell us what um, where it wants to go and what it wants to be. And of course, like we have the hope that as many people as possible can see this and experience it. Um, and we have a great team of producers who are working on this to, um, to help extend it as far as, um, it feels appropriate for this. Um, but as far as like, like, I don't know, like, like other productions of it in the future, I think it is something that's sort of wed to, um, to the staging of this, you know, it's like, um, it's, it, it is kind of a stage play, but it's just told through the language of dance. Mm-hmm. So there's something about it that feels like, um, like the, the, the movement language is imperative to, um, to how the show exists. So, um, so I guess like, I, again, going back to like the, a chorus line comparison see for the, for the most part that show is done with the original choreography i think there's maybe like exceptions here or there um and i think like it's a similar importance for the show and how it like continues to live on from uh from this production yeah and what's next for you
2: both what does each of you have on your plate that uh we should know about
0: Buena Vista Social Club.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the plug, Jack. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we had a really nice run of Buena Vista Mm -hmm. Social Club at the Atlantic Theater that just Mm -hmm. closed on, I missed it, the closing Mm -hmm. on Sunday because it was our first preview here. Um, But it was just a very special project to get to work on. I I collaborated um, with my wife, Patricia Delgado, on the choreography for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I think we're hopeful that we'll see some kind of future soon for that, right. yeah. Jackie?
0: I um, am just trying to get this show up and then I'll figure it out after.
2: Right, well, uh, we look forward to everything you both have got coming up and uh, as and Chicago audiences can see Illinois right now and New York audiences can see it in March. Um, thank you both, it was great talking to you. Thanks so much. Thanks a lot, yeah. That was Justin Peck and Jackie Sibley's Drury, the creators of Illinois, now playing at Chicago Shakespeare Theatre and coming to the Park Avenue Armory in Manhattan in March. If you enjoyed this conversation here on StageCraft, I'd really appreciate it if you took the time to rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps. Or tell a friend about StageCraft. Find past episodes and subscribe at all the places you get your pods, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on the Broadway Podcast Network, a great place to find more theater for your ears. Until next episode, find me on Instagram and Twitter at Gordon B. Cox. You can also check out my newsletter about international theater. It's called Jayquees, and it's at gordoncox.substack.com. Thanks for listening, and see you at the theater.